So joining me now is the 44th New York City Police Commissioner, Dermot Shea. Commissioner Shea, we are delighted to have you on uh, the Tunnel to Tower Sunday morning show. Uh, I must tell you, I was reading your background. It's very impressive, chief of detectives. And, you know, as I read you going up the ranks, you know, from a, uh, you know, graduating from the police academy, patrolman and all that, you know, I, it reminds me uh, of the days when I was DA. I, I must tell you, I don't think there's any better job than being in law enforcement. And uh, I, I don't know if you agree with that, but how many years has it been for you? It's just short of 31 years. Yeah, there was 32 for me. (laughs) All right. So you're coming to the end of your term. uh, And although you've been there for, you know, let's say 31 years, police commissioner Dermot Shea, uh, there were a lot of tumultuous years uh, all through those 31 years. But the New York City Police Department, I believe, is probably the best police department in the world. Uh, I have seen them over, I mean, before you, uh, over many, many years. And I believe that the, uh, uh, that the strength, the training, the, uh, CompStat, all of that stuff is phenomenal. But it just seems that the morale is low right now. And I want to get into that. But first, I want to talk about you, Commissioner Shea, and how do you feel about leaving, uh, as police commissioner? Well, I, I think it's time. Thanks, Judge, again, for having me on. You know, I feel uh, at ease, if you will. You know, it's been a long time, and I'm excited about what comes next. Yeah. Um, you know, lifelong New Yorker, so grew up in Queens and, and have, like you said, have seen the city at many different stages. And, you know, incredibly proud of the work that the men and women of this police department have done over the years with, with a lot of help from different partners. Um, it, we're in a tough patch right now, um, and, it, and it's going to take a lot of, you know, coming, finding common solutions together. It's going to take some common sense, and that's been in short supply lately, George. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're and, not and, talking and I, and I about. Think, yeah, <laughs> I think we can get where we want to be uh, pretty easily, actually. But we're mm-hmm. going to. I don't think people understand the impact of some of these laws um, that have passed over recent years and um it's not a switch that can easily be flipped back on without some legislative help well let's let's talk about that and i assume that uh, from the get-go you're probably talking about this alleged euphemism that they call bail reform which is nothing more than turn them loose you know when the uh you know the revolving door of justice are you talking about bail reform commissioner yeah well well i think judge that was the one that broke the camel's back Mm-hmm. But there was there was a number of policy and legislative changes leading up to that it, it, over, you know, over a number of years, everything from decriminalizing, you know, uh, drinking and urination and things of this sort to people saying we're not going to prosecute whole classes of crimes anymore. And then there's the raise the age, you know, so there's there's a number of issues that we were balancing very delicately and holding the line. The bail reform was just literally the straw that broke the camel's back because what it did was it put, you know, uh, many, many hardened criminals out on the street, both from Rikers Island and from state prisons. But then it also had the double-edged sword of preventing you from easily getting them back in when they're committing new crimes. So that's that's what we've been facing. You know, we'll 
we'll continue to hold the line and get our arms around it again. But, you know, you, you know, this is I went up to Albany a couple of weeks ago for the fourth time. This time I brought mothers that have lost their kids to gun violence. Yep. And at yep. some point you, you wonder, like, what is it going to take for legislators to say, all right, well, we, we got to fix this. Well, here's the thing, and and uh, to my listeners, we're talking about uh, we're talking with Commissioner Dermot Shea, uh, the 44th Police Commissioner of New York City. He's in charge of law enforcement in New York City. Um, all the things that you reference, Commissioner, um, you know, but not prosecuting classes of crime and uh, you know raising the age and de- the decriminalization of drinking and urination and all that. Um, it's not a crime to urinate in public anymore. No, it's, it's, they turned it into a civil, civil summons and that's the default. And, and, you know, you can look at marijuana as well, judge, you know, the whole country is moving towards legalization of marijuana. Yeah. But what they did here in New York last year was they said you can smoke it openly outside and that the whole country has not done that. Right. And And then they added into the law that, when a police officer stops a car and somebody's smoking marijuana, don't search the car. So it's just these add-ons that have yeah. really it, – it, you, you have to understand that they're intentionally done by a, 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 a very well-organized fringe that is putting these laws in front of legislators. But you okay. have to understand you know, what their ulterior motive is. And their ulterior motive is what? Uh, they don't believe jails should exist. Okay, so and, but and I wish that was the case, but it's not. Okay, so if you don't think that ba- that jail should exist, then you believe in chaos and anarchy, and these people then are interested in victimizing innocent uh, uh, Americans, innocent citizens, innocent people walking down the street, or they believe that they want to turn this country into a a Marxist communist country. I think they're looking to create a federal police force. But look, there are too many questions I want to ask you. Let's talk about this. Yeah. You, you talk about you know we got to change the law. You got to these legislators you know that's fine and dandy these legislators as far as i'm concerned are all part of a club from nancy pelosi my opening statement uh you know this woman is now worth close to 300 million dollars she wasn't worth that when she first came into congress it's all this insider training trading one hand washes the other and the same with these legislators one hand washes the other we got to get their butts out of out of congress we've got to get their tails out of Albany. You can't convince these socialists that, you know, look at this woman. She lost her son. You know, you're lucky if they meet them. Look at all the women whose kids were killed by illegals and and the legislators in in Congress wouldn't meet with them. So how do we get these legislators out of office? Well, I I think the only thing that gets their attention is is the people. And that's ultimately you're hitting on it. That's ultimately who's going to decide you know, what happens next. I I think the good news is the public is waking up to this. They shouldn't have to worry about this, but it it is directly affecting them now. And they're starting to be educated about really what's happening with the laws and the impact of these laws. And and I think, uh, you know, my fear is that this is not a flip of the switch quick solution. It's going to take a little time. But the, the, the shame of it, Judge, is that the people most affected by this, is the people that need our help the most. And, and these are the people that live in, in some of the poorer areas of yeah, the city. In your city, that, right. You know, 
are affected most by this crazy defund movement. All right, let's talk about the defund the police movement. A billion dollars taken away from your budget, is that accurate? Yes, in okay. last year. Last year, by this idiot, I'd like to call him more than that, but it's Sunday, uh, by this idiot de Blasio. I can't wait for that guy to leave. He is the dumbest man I have ever seen in politics. He doesn't deserve to be the dog catcher, but I'm not going to waste time on that. So he defunds a billion dollars, and he gets crime going through the roof, and he says it's the pandemic, and he says he'll get people to talk to each other. Did you ever talk to this idiot and say, look, here's the bottom line. You don't put criminals in jail. They're going to kill people. You get rid of the street crime unit, the, uh, what, what do you call it today, the anti-crime unit, and, you know, the inner city, brown, black people, they're the ones who are going to be hurt. The minorities are the ones who are being hurt, while the dirtbags put guns in their waistbands and look at you like, don't even look at me. Do you ever talk to de Blasio about this crap? Listen, I, I talk to all elected officials, judge all the time. I, I think from day one you could say, if anyone looks back, I, I've tried um, to be the voice of reason in terms of representing all New Yorkers and, and warning them about what was happening. And, you know, the shame of it is, and, and I keep coming back to this, but just two years ago, it was our policies in the NYPD that had driven incarceration down to the lowest level in New York City history. I, I you remember. Know, and, and driven crime down. Yep. So we, we, you started off with a very nice compliment, and I thank you. We are the best police department in the world, and we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But it's time that you know some of the uh, the people in elected office recognize that. Well, you know, let's. I, I'm almost speechless with these with these incompetent legislators who are. You know what? Uh, maybe shame on me. They're competent. They know what they're doing. They're taking apart this country. They are victimizing people. But let's talk about the the fact that you've got these legislators who have made these decisions. What about what about these rogue prosecutors? What who's the new DA in Manhattan now? I don't even know. Vance is gone. He he is finishing up, and we're going to have uh, the next elected district attorney, Alvin Bragg, coming in. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Okay, and he, is he a progressive or just a Democrat? Is he one of the progressives? Is well, he has uh, he has put out a uh, a blueprint um, what he plans to do. I can tell you that uh, you know it, it has us in law enforcement concerned. You know, we often hear a lot of things. I think we have to wait and see how that goes. But I, I think that there's no doubt that when you look at, across not just the city but the country, we, we've we've you know, we go from extremes, Judge. We need to be in the middle where the common sense is. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when you start pushing some of these theories, such as people arrested with guns shouldn't be in jail, huh. or not prosecuting shoplifters, or the default is no one in jail, um, it's going to be a long road ahead if that actually carries out. What do you say to the officers in the NYPD whose morale is down when that when that city council in New York says, you know, you can't touch them here, you can't touch them there, stand down, the mayor wants you to stand down? And don't tell me that they weren't standing down when they were busting into some of the stores on Fifth Avenue. Uh, what was it, about six, five months ago? First yeah, of all, well, go ahead. What, what, what I will say was, you know, when, when they were breaking into those stores, we we were arresting them quicker than we could. Um, 
those laws put them right back on the street, which which is which is the tough part here. But what I say to them each and every day across New York City for the last two years is, you know, hold the line Um, throughout COVID 63 members uh, that we lost 20 percent of the workforce sick. Uh, defund being attacked. Um, it was no doubt you talked about morale, the toughest time that I've ever seen in 30 years, but incredibly proud of two things, not just that they, they held the line. And, and I'm talking about record numbers of gun arrests that we've made more than in 25 years, right. showing up to work in the toughest circumstances, but also doing it. And here's the most important thing, because it cannot be law enforcement versus everyone else. We're doing it together with the community. I think we have a, a phenomenal relationship with the people of New York City across every neighborhood, every ethnicity. I really, truly believe that, Judge. But um, what, what's I hope happening so. is uh, we do. We do. And, it, and it's a combination of smart policing and, and investments in time and energy into neighborhood policing and relationships. It's it's just this well community policing. Yeah, yeah, it's important. What would you say to Bill de Blasio on your way out? Uh, You know, there's nothing that I'm going to say that I haven't said. uh, Well, tell me. Maybe I haven't heard it. You know, is he an idiot? (laughs) I, uh, you know, I I thank him for selecting me as the 44th police commissioner. I get that. I don't. I don't see eye to eye on every single issue. We've had a, a good relationship, um, but I also haven't been shy about voicing when things need to be But, but, but he, so I'll, he I'll, I'll basically destroyed the department and the department morale while you were police commissioner. I mean, he's got to get some reaction from, from you as the head of the police. I don't care if you're PBA or anything else. The bottom line is he destroyed the police. When I saw when I saw this past summer, you know, people walking up to police and spitting at them and screaming at them within an, within an inch of their face, I wanted to go out there and slap them. You know, it's, it's disgusting that, that de Blasio allowed this. So I would expect you to be a little more angry about that creep, but that's well, just me. Yeah, well, well, I would, what I would say is, uh, uh, you know, take a look at those, those year, year, two years. This was much wider than New York City, unfortunately. You saw, you know, this is the the profession as a whole has never seen attacks like we have seen. And I'm going back 20, 30 years. Yeah, Um, Police officers being shot, disrespect for police officers. We have a a long way to go. Um, What I wish was that people would come together, you know, rather than, you know, attacking each other. And, yeah, but and how are you going to do that? Don't always help. How are you going to uh, do that? You got to start from the ground. Yeah, you, you have to. You have to start from the ground. And it's got to be um, the people saying these are our police. Don't attack. And, and you're starting yeah. to see that. Watch the video from Albany last week. And the, and the mother that stands in front of the camera and looks right into it and says, I'm not worried about the NYPD. I'm not worried about the police. I'm worried about other people hurting my kids. Or, or, or with the, the other mother that says, you know, we know our police commissioner. He's out in the streets with us. People are, are connected, and that's what we have to keep building oh, on. Good to and, you. And, and the electeds will get it. They'll, they'll get it eventually, or they're going to be looking for a new job. 
Okay. Let me ask you, what's next for you, Commissioner? Private industry. And, uh, you know, I'll be I'll be local in New York. That's my belief. Yeah. Okay. Well, we appreciate your coming on Tunnel to Towers. I got to tell you, I am so angry uh, because he, as far as I'm concerned, he ruined the department. And, uh, you know, you're a steady hand. I can see it. I hear it. You're very steady. Uh, but man, you know what he has done, what he has done. And I don't care if they do it in L.A., Chicago, Philadelphia, Atlanta, St. Louis, Baltimore. I don't give a damn. New York City had the best police department in the world. And that man single handedly destroyed the the morale, the pride and the energy of that department. He's a he's a creep. I can't wait for him to go. But we're sorry to see you go. And uh, <laughs> well, for, but, yeah, what, what would what? One message. What message to uh, Kachan Sewell, who will be the 45th police commissioner? What would you say to her? To the next commissioner? Yeah. Kachan oh, well, Sewell. We've already, we've already spoken several times, and uh, I, I tell you, I, I hear very good things. Um, the one message is trust your heart and do the right thing. And, and it's not going to be easy, but it's the most rewarding job she's ever going to have. I have no doubt. So oh. I think she's going to do a phenomenal job. Oh, that's great. And and what about Eric Adams? You ever work with him? Uh, believe it or not, I've I've known Eric more um, after his time with the PD. We were from different parts of the city, so I get along well with him. Uh, yeah. You know, we can pick up the phone and call each other. I, I think he was very smart and read the tea leaves quicker than anyone else, and and pivoted wisely to a tough on crime message. And he's he's now the next mayor. So uh, he's got to carry through on all that. He's got to support his cops. That doesn't mean let them do anything. You know, hold them accountable, certainly. Um, But he's got to support them, too, because they're doing a heck of a tough job. Yep. Indeed. All right. Thank you so much to the 44th Police Commissioner of New York City, Dermot Shea. Have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas. Uh, And thank you. You too, Judge. All right. Take care.